Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, welcome back. We will keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Rory. Rory. Well, hello, Rory. Hi, Rory. Fresh off the U.S. Open. <laughs> I think so. Canadian <laughs> <laughs> Open, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing something in the water brewing <laughs> what out could of be? Uh, Toronto, Ontario. What could be in the oh. water? Oh, we're having beers know. today? Yeah, yes. that could be what's in the water. It could oh, be. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think we're actually going to have two beers. Yeah. Uh, so the first is a locally grown pilsner called Garrison Creek, and the second is called Pancake Bay Sweet Brunch Stout, which Ooh. gained second place in the 2021 World Beer Awards. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that one. Yeah. That's, That's going to sure. be good, hopefully, yeah. Absolutely. So to finish up the episode, we're going to be talking about some fun facts that correlate both with beer and with water. So stay tuned for that. And we are back. So, Something in the Water is located at 151 East Liberty Street in the Liberty Village portion of Toronto, just behind the Brazenhead Irish Pub. Yes, right? Something in the Water (laughs) began their journey in March of 2020. Interesting timing, some of them would say. Yeah, some yeah, might. Yeah, right? So they actually started with the within the contract brewing process of creating the Lee River Blackberry Vanilla Sour, which I'm pretty sure most of us have had. I'm pretty sure yeah. the listeners can guess which one who ha- hasn't. Uh, with help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, right? Shots uh, fired. With help from Syndicate Brewing in Niagara Falls. And that one actually uses real blackberry and Madagascar bourbon vanilla pods, which also wow, something I that- found unique was pods. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Sounds delicious. It yeah. is, it's a good beer. <laughs> it's it a very good a, beer. It is a good beer. Yeah. So the brewery itself was founded by Steve Waugh, uh, a former advertising executive who discovered a passion uh, for brewing through uh, home brewing and his Prudhomme certification, uh, which uh, you may hear more of uh, in the future. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, and uh, Rick Tanton, who is the recipe creator and brewer. Oh, one day I want to be a recipe creator. Yeah. You know, like, what, a, what a title. Just the creator, not the brewer. You yeah, just, like just the creator. Recipe. Yeah, yeah get, get in, get out. So after more than two years in terms of discussions with them, um, we kind of had some back and forth. They were actually one of the first breweries that contacted us when we were starting up the podcast. Yeah. So um, I guess this has been a long time coming. It has. Yeah, I would it's say been, so. what, like a year, almost two, Just two years. years. Yeah. yeah. As I said. The, yeah. Beers have finally, the beers have finally floated upstream. That's just it, right? Um, it had to come all the way down three or four different streams to get here, exactly. but we got it. So, 
Yeah, we, we mutually agreed that once the physical location was up in place um, and open, Steve and Rick could then can decide which beers they wanted um, us to review. And maybe it was kind of beneficial that we waited because one of the beers we're having, um, they're pretty proud of. Yes, and absolutely. And so we'll get that to that when we, when we do have it. But um, Well, and also when we started the podcast in September of 2020, um, seems like so long ago. Um, they, they Probably only, for them too. <laughs> yeah, they, they only had the one beer, which was the Lee River, right? Yes. So, you know, based on the format of our podcast, as we know, we usually review two yeah. beers. Uh, doing one wouldn't be you know, sufficient. And at that point we didn't have producer specials either. Right. And, but I would have reviewed that beer twice. I would have <laughs> just do it, it two times. It, it is a really good beer. And yes. uh, a buddy of ours too. Um, that, that's swears one of by his them. favorite beers. Yeah. Swears by them. Yeah. Like literally one of his favorites. And, um, yeah, I, I've enjoyed that one and hopefully yeah. we'll enjoy these as well. So. so I'm pretty sure listeners have definitely figured it out now who hasn't had it anyway. Uh, so I did well, bring some to it, to an event and I just think that, uh, might not have had it yet. Yeah. Fair or enough. Some, somebody yeah. might have missed out. I'm going to have, I'm going to have some more information on that shortly. Oh, so. sounds good. There you go. Uh, so why the name something in the water? So it's because the brewing industry uses a tremendous amount of it. And now yes, with, it with this, it can create something delicious, but the water needs to be kept clean for years and decades to come, which is why a five cents from every can purchase has donated to support clean water across Canada. Nice. nice. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Because you're right. We do need water for more than just beer. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And something in, the, <laughs> something in the Water also sponsors 10 beaches across Canada from coast to coast through Swim, Drink, Fish. And they are also a certified living wage employer in the Toronto area. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah, we've seen that a, a couple times with a couple different breweries. Yes. So it's nice to see Absolutely. the trend kind of continue through. Yeah. Well, we mentioned that they started out as a contract brewery. And of course, coming with that, you don't have a physical location. So they currently do now have a physical bricks and mortar location. Uh, as you know, we mentioned what the location was. It opened on May 24th of this year. So it's only been open for about a month. Yep. Uh, and they've had great support from the community to the point where... They've had to buy some guest kegs from other breweries um, because all of their beer has been drank by loyal customers. So obviously they continue to brew more of their own stuff, but they want people coming in. So they have some guest kegs. Yes. So they get some Third Moon, some Badlands, some Farm League. Um, Yeah, just get some different things in the different areas. So uh, speaking of some of the beers that they've had and some of that the loyal customers have drank completely out of, I suppose, um, in their lineup uh, currently, uh, we've got um, two which we're going to be having on the podcast, obviously. Yeah. There's the Lee River, which we previously mentioned. And then along with that, they've got the Rocky Point Lime Lager, the Peach Crisp Berliner uh, Wise, and then the Hazy Maitland IPA. So they have a little bit of everything, which they've dipped their toes into the water um, maybe they're ass in the sand <laughs> as sand in which they do uh, sponsors yeah, on, on the, one of the beaches that <laughs> there, they sponsor there, there you go however lovely. they do actually have eight beers on untapped yes. listed so right. um, there's two others that they have on untapped one called something light which uh, I believe is a light lager uh, and then the big waterway New England IPA. Yes. Uh, so I, I think those might have been might be a couple that they're sold out of at the brewery. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so if you couldn't tell, they've obviously named their beers after some of their favorite bodies of water. Yeah. I know, uh, Chris, you're big. You're big on the whole bodies of water. I'm pretty sure Lake Superior is your favorite lake, right? Uh, Erie. Erie. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's like 18 jokes that just popped in my head about Lake Erie for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, so it's the closest to my house, so it's my fair, favorite. Fair enough. Uh, so obviously, tough. because it's been such a short turnaround with their bricks and mortar location just being open for about a month, none of us have been to the actual brewery yet. Uh, but no. some of us have had a couple of their beers, myself having two of them. Uh, one being the Lee River, which I gave it a four, and their Lime Lager, which I gave a three five. Tyler, what beer have you had? Yeah, I had the Lee River, and I gave it a three point seven five. And the thing about it is, you could have multiple of them, and the consistency of it is you're always going to be in the three point seven five, if not higher. You know, you. it was it's one of those beers that felt like if I would have had three or four of them. It probably would have had a higher rating because Absolutely. it stayed very true and consistent to itself. So that, that was very pleasing. And yeah. our uh, producers also had this, and he yeah. has rated a three point five. And Chris, have you had any something in the water beers? Yeah, what do you got? So I will say there is a discrepancy because on my untapped, I have not untapped any beers from something in the water. However, I have drank the Lee River before. Uh, because Tyler, you brought them to your bachelor party, um, and I did have one. However, I, I did not untap it oh, because I didn't have the proper glassware. Oh, oh my goodness, this <laughs> guy! So you because know, you had the plastic the cup out. from the hotel, or what? Yeah, I just drank it out of the can. So I said I can't put a beer on untap okay. while I'm just drinking out of the can. Fair enough. So out of the can, what did you give it then? Uh, if you I, can remember I back, back then. I, I honestly can't really remember. I think I will have to have another one and then... And then another one. Yes. And then another one. And officially put it on my untapped. Okay. You know what? All right. We'll, 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 we'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. Well, we'll allow it. Now, what I, what's interesting actually about the their cans is that the Lee River is in a 473 milliliter can, mm-hmm. and all the other ones are in 355 milliliter cans. Yes. So I don't know why they chose to go with that, but... An interesting move. It, it might have been who was canning it at the time too, right? Absolutely. Yep. Because we did mention that it was being contracted out. So. Yes, yep. previously. That's a good point. And also, yeah. actually, I found uh, the Lee River in Manitoba when I was in Winnipeg a few weeks ago as well. Oh, yeah. wow. I was very surprised by that, to see it that, that far. Yeah, they've got yeah. some good reach then. Yes, good. absolutely. Uh, so something in the water also provides some lovely snacks uh, to mm-hmm. have at the brewery, including a couple that maybe you guys are going to have. Yeah, it sounds almost. I mean, we could have went ahead and said you're at a brewery right now, but you're not. No, you're sitting I'm not. in the basement of your house with I the am. lights on. You're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something I did when I was 16 too. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, well, as your par- <laughs> the difference is is that you actually own this house. This time. It's true. I do. You're right. <laughs> but we, yeah, we'll be enjoying Chris and I will be and uh, producer Rory. Uh, we'll yeah. be having the what is that? We got the chili lime pretzels mm-hmm. from Natty Pretzel along with. You want to talk about this one? A yeah, bit? the second thing we were having, uh, which I believe Brett's wife would really love, uh-huh. so maybe we'll save her some. Is the no, you cook- won't. No, no, you won't. Probably not. Uh, Rory will eat it all. Is yeah. the <laughs> cookies and cream popcorn from Niagara Popcorn? So, nice. Um, you know what this means? Yeah. It just means I have to get down to the brewery. Yes. Yeah. Right. Then I'll have, I mean, I'll have it from them. There. We will as well. And they also have, uh, you know, kind of also venturing away out of the, the beer category, a rum cask Canadian whiskey that's available, of course, at the brewery, but also in the LCBO. So Ooh, yes. if you want, if you like your whiskey, try Which, their whiskey. Who doesn't, right? Yeah, Not me. I'll get into some of that. Uh, anyway, in terms of delivery, uh, within the Liberty Village area, it is free of charge. Within Ontario, free shipping on orders of $100 or more. So by all means, collaborate with your friends in order to get all that something the water has to offer. 
Yeah. yeah. Now the tap room and the bottle shop are open Tuesday, Wednesday, 12 to 11 PM, Thursday to Saturday, 12 to 1 AM and Sunday, 12 to 9 PM. So, um, pretty late on the Tuesday and Wednesday, which is, um, kind of not super familiar with a lot and of And even, different and even Thursday to Saturday, like be able to go in there at midnight for a nice little p- wobbly pop. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Right. A little wobbly pop and a little popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Right. Maybe some pretzels too. <laughs> mm. oh, oh, midnight snack. Good. There it is. Yeah. Quite literally. Well, if you if you want to do that, then we're gonna link to their information on our social media so you can find out how. All right. Well, shall we mix on to the first beer boys? Let's Let's do do it. it. Well, a big shout out and thank you to Steve Enrick at something in the water for you know two years of correspondence and also supplying the beers on (laughs) Yeah, putting up putting up with us for two years (laughs) and more than anything and for supplying the beers for today's episode the first beer and food yes and food and food food. yes well i guess you get for some of us rory's already getting into the pretzels he's probably already half through you're you're not going to be able to take these away from rory that sounds about right (laughs) i'm going to (laughs) it sounds like something that you guys want to figure out Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So the first beer is the Garrison Creek Local Pilsner, 4.5 ABV, 37 IBUs. Yeah, so this beer relies on 100% Ontario-grown ingredients with malt from Barn Owl and Hops from St- from Tavistock. Hey, Tavistock! Uh, so this beer <laughs> is an unfiltered Czech Pilsner named after the most local body of water that they could think of, Garrison Creek. And that's most local too. The brewery itself, yes. of yes. course, yes. Yeah. Not to us. <laughs> no, not to us. <laughs> so that being said, let's do a little history lesson because school's in session, but it's not because it's summertime. Uh, <laughs> in 1838, so that was roughly when Chris was born, wow. uh, the brewers of <laughs> Blinds in the Czech Republic dumped gallons of bad beer onto the streets and announced they would combine delicious local ingredients to create something better. The Pilsner. You might have heard of it. I don't know if you guys have heard of Czech Pilsners before. I have. I have, yes. Very good. Very good. So this will have flavors of on the palate of banana, cereal, dried grass, and wildflowers that is sharply bitter, thirst-quenching with a sweet of um, dryness. Ooh, interesting. You don't usually get banana in uh, Pilsners. Correct. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so on Untapped, as always, you guys can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on our Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. So the overall rating for this Garrison Creek is 3.64 bottle caps out of 5 with 45 ratings. Uh, We are having this out of the can. And out of the can, there's been 27 ratings with a 3.68. So basically the same as as the overall. And no fives yet. Okay. And we are having the pretzels out of a bag. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to use your proper snackware. So so I want to make a point of that. I'm thirsty, boys. So, Tyler, can you do your line, please? All right. Well, I just cracked a a pretzel in my mouth here because I want to make sure that I get a little bit of dryness. So then that way it's complemented with this Pilsner. Absolutely. Um, So let's grab our can and let's grab that glass and let's open her up. I'm glad. I will say. I will say before Chris gets to his point that um, these pretzels are delicious. Strong on the lime flavor, but they're very good. Yeah, very good. A little bit of heat too. Oh, yeah. So we are drinking this Pilsner out of a Pilsner glass today, so make sure to use your proper glass. I'm glad you let everybody know that you're not supposed to pour the beer into the pretzels. Mm. (laughs) No, that would be bad. But I would dip the pretzels in the beer maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, Chris, great 
pour on you. Watch that head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's actually quite a bit of head on Yeah, there actually is, yeah. There is, yeah. There is. So on the, uh, on the eyes, we got a, a nice frothy head as described. Um, I'm sure this one's going to lace pretty good. Yes, I think I feel so. Like too. There's going to be really good lacing yes, for it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's nice and clear. Got good carbonation uh, in this beer as well. Definitely getting the uh, the the grass wildflower off the off the nose there. Hmm. My, my yeah. also the banana. Yeah. There. Yeah, a little bit of banana. Um, almost like it's like a pilsner Hefeweizen yes. kind of. It was kind of one of those things when I was going almost. through the the tasting notes for this. I was like, banana, really. I was very surprised, yeah. but I'm, it's, it's all here. Now, I think uh, something in the water doesn't have to do it because we saw in Czech Republic they dump gallons of the be- bad beer out. So hopefully this isn't a bad beer and we don't have to dump it out. So maybe, no, we, should get, maybe we should get a taste in it and see what, uh, see what we get. Agreed. Let's do it. All right. First comment I'm going to make is I do have some residual um, pretzel. And so when... <laughs> Well, the reason why I'm going to make that that comment is for anybody that is trying to get a, a good flavor profile of the beer itself. This goes back to what we always say is don't judge a beer off the first taste. So I'm going to settle down on the pretzels because I've given them back to Rory and I might never see them again. Yeah, That's true. Rory's fiending That's for true. them. So um, yeah, just again, let your uh, palate kind of normalize again as you go through the beer. I also think it might be beneficial to both of us that um, – you guys are having it with the pretzels. I am not. So I get a little little different yeah. taste profile than you guys do. Uh, you always have a different taste profile as the listeners know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, not, the, not getting the banana off the taste, uh, but that cereal I'm getting and the, the flour. It's definitely a thirst quencher, though, for sure. Definitely um, it's, can go down pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same terminology. Like, this beer goes down really easy. This is, you know, a, a nice beer for this warm weather, you know, that we're having in the summer. So, yeah, I definitely really, uh, I really like this beer as a, a thirst quencher, you know, type and, thing. And right? does it go well with the pretzels, Chris, or no? Yeah, so Tyler said he had residual pretzel. What I did, my strategy, if you will. So I did one sip of beer one pretzel right after so kind of you know mix it in there but i do agree like especially with the heat of the pretzel i think if you really want to get the taste of the beer which we do and you know tell everyone about that probably hold off on the pretzels uh as as we're really kind of searching for what the exact flavor okay. of the beer is so you guys have been doing a lot of talking yep. i've been doing a fair amount of drinking i'm you I'm, have yeah. i'm yeah i'm pretty close to being done this which already means it's yeah, definitely I a thirst quencher <laughs> It is thirst quenching, um, very thirst quenching. The lacing, as suspected, yep. um, plenty of lacing, yeah. uh, a little bit sporadic, but um, there's definitely lacing as I go through it. Now, going back to uh, my strategy, uh, <laughs> I, I'm now picking up uh, some of that. I, I don't the wildflower or, or that that grassy kind of undertone. Yeah. Um, I'm getting more of like that uh, natural flavor. So I, I'm getting kind of like those earthy kind of tones in it. Um, but like it's not overbearing. Yes. Like it's it seems like if for a Czech Pilsner, I, I've had some that I, I've, I haven't really enjoyed, I'll be honest. I, I'd say same, yeah. um, this seems very well layered. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah, a huge fan of Chris. Well, I, I was just going to say, they, they mentioned that there is uh, – a lot of bitterness to it and I, and I am getting that bitterness at the end like a little bit more than a pilsner 
like a, a typical Pilsner maybe, uh, but definitely hits like, you know, I, I think I've said this before. When you think Pilsner, you kind of think like cold and crisp. It definitely hits that like crisp yep. aspect. When you drink it, you get that crispness. And that's usually coming from the carbonation. And usually like if I have a Czech Pilsner, I'm highly, probably having one of that and then I'm moving on to something else. Move on to an IPA or – Sure. But this one is definitely yeah. one that I could have another one of right away. Yeah. Which, sure. you know, or it gets me in good graces if I can have another one of these right away, right? <laughs> well, and with the smaller cans, like, you could easily do, you know, three or four of these without really kind of realizing now, it. Now, speaking of the can, before we get on to the flavor profile, because producer Roy... Yeah. While you're doing that, I've, I just I just, just got some pretzels back, so I'm going to have a couple pretzels. Okay. You do <laughs> oh, that. Fair enough. That's because he wanted me to talk about the can. He was lifting up his hands so he could... Yeah, you know, thank you, Rory. Yes. Thank so you. the actual can and the label of the can itself, which is kind of funny, is about an 80-year-old fish with a cane and a top hat on. <laughs> so if you think of the gif of Abraham Simpson walking into Moe's, taking off his hat, <laughs> walking around, well putting his hat back nice. on and walking out, that's the exact logo here. That's spot on. That was spot on. And I believe if you look really closely... The fish also has a monocle. On. I yes, wondered that too, that but right. I, cu- I couldn't pick up on that. That is right. Um, yeah. Uh, the little touches, you yes. know. So the description that we gave the history lesson is on the can as well. And it does um, does kind of go through, you know, the, the swim drink fish yeah. um, stuff that we discussed right. as well. So uh, top five flavor profi- profiles. Brett, do you want to yes. read them out? You seem anxious. I'm very anxious to get to this. Absolutely. Uh, number one, yeah. grainy. I wouldn't put it as my number one. Yeah. I do think that there is those earthy undertones, um, uh, but I don't think grainy is where I would I would. Put I'd agree with that. Maybe people have been eating pretzels with it, like us. Oh, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yes. Number two, crisp. It is crisp. Yeah, I think totally. it's very crisp. Crisp, light. Yeah. I think that would be number one for me in my aspect. Mm-hmm. Number three, yep. and I haven't really seen this one on tap before, but why not? Straw-like. I could see where people are going with that with the grainy kind of yeah. portion as Almost well. Like the earthy. And like kind of earthy. Yeah, yeah earthy exactly. As well, I was yeah. going to say the earthiness kind of. But yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't think I've seen that before yeah. either. Uh, four, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this hits the spot 100% for sure. And number five, yep. rustic. This is an old school yeah. Czech yeah, pilsner, right? Like- yeah, right. very like, ru- very yeah. rustic kind of beer, yeah. I suppose. This uh, is what they were, a beer with history. This is but, what they were yeah. drinking in 1850 in the Czech Republic, you know, because everybody yeah. who's on Untapped was alive in 1850 in Czech Republic. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, R- Rory's also saying uh, crushable. Maybe. Yeah, yep. uh, I think so. Um, so yeah, and, and we discussed that earlier on, yeah. right? And then we said three or four of them, and being good, good graces with Fife because you'd have two, maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of untapped and those individuals from the 1850s that probably can't use it, um, let's get to some thoughts from some untapped users. Yeah. So the first one comes from David M. Handle is Canna Dave on May 29th said, not too shabby. Definitely has that bready quality I, I would expect from a Czech Pilsner. And uh, David gave it a 3.5 out of 5. What? Uh, Very m- nice. Mine is from Big Tall Goof. With also the uh, same uh, handle. We'll get your rating in a second. Yeah. yeah. I knew there was going to be a joke of that coming somewhere. <laughs> Even Rory's laughing. Yeah, right. As he's munching on pretzels. Uh, on yeah. May 26th said, definitely nailed the Czech character. 
uh, digestive cookie and graham crackers. Anybody getting any of that? Not so much. Wildflower honey, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah, a hint of lemon and toffee. The oh, just if we're breaking this yeah, apart, like we have yeah. been, the the lemon I could kind of see a little yes. bit more. So I'm not getting any of the banana aspect of it, but yeah. I I do feel like there's just that little bit of lemon, yeah. and maybe that's that lemon honey wildflower yeah. kind of combination. I think so as well. you typically, see. and super solid malt forward lager, which I definitely agree upon. It is malt forward, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Uh, and he really gave it a four point four out of five because he's got that premium subscriber stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that big tall goof! Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so I guess I should get the rating started. Um, again, definitely thirst quenching. Definitely uh, going to have another one of these. The only thing holding it back for me is it is a little too earthy, I'd say. Uh, sure. But I'm going to give it a four. All right. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm struggling a little bit on it. This is probably one of the best Czech Pilsners I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit higher than you, Brett, and I'm going to give it a 425. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree. This is, you know, this is kind of saying something. Like, I haven't had necessarily many memorable Czech Pilsners, but this is definitely one of the best I've had. I, I'm going to go with a four as well, though. Okay. Very nice. And producer Rory, a little bit lower, 3.5 for Rory. I wonder if he has just been munched on too many pretzels. That that's affected his overall rating. Mm. I think that's probably it's, what it it's is. possible. That's what I'm thinking. I I, I I think so. I th- I think he's yeah just got because that now he's so super slow in the calculator because he's trying to devour <laughs> yeah. the bag here. Well, so he he had to dust off his fingers with all the you know like the the flavor on the pretzels. Yeah. So to get to his calculator. Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah. now that we oh, here, finally here it got it's, it it's all coming covered, in. It's, co- it's coming in. Oh it's coming my in. goodness. So that gives us an overall team score of three point nine three seven five, which obviously we will move up to a four. Yes. And also yeah, that means slowly. we should kind of keep going upstream and grab that second beer. And popcorn. Yes, and popcorn. And we are back and well fed. Um, <laughs> but that's going to change too. Uh, so the second beer we're having today is the Pancake Bay Sweet Brunch Stout, which yeah. comes out at 5.3% ABV and 39 IBUs. Nice. So as we kind of alluded to earlier in the episode, this beer was awarded silver in the Sweet Stout category of the World Beer Awards. So the second best stout. In the, uh, in the entire world, basically. Uh, and it was named after the soft, sandy stretch on Lake Superior's eastern shore. One point of clarification on that. Just reading on here, it says World Beer Awards, Canada Silver. So they probably break it down oh, okay. by, mm-hmm. by area as well. And I was... It's when you do like North America and like, you know, Europe. And, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering what year that was too. It was 2021, that I know that. It was a 2021? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Sure. And that's it's probably why we were so grateful that we waited, um, Correct. you know, to, to get this in our hands. Because if we would have done it two years ago, we wouldn't have had it. Now, so, before I go into what this beer entails, uh, what t- popcorn are you guys having? Oh, what's the popcorn entail? Chris, give us a little tour on the popcorn. We have got it open here. We had a little bit of a mishap in between uh, recording breaks where Chris did cut himself on a Hankel knife. Um <laughs> Luckily, our uh, homeowner's insurance is up to date, so 
perfect. So uh, this is uh, from Niagara Popcorn, and it is cookies and cream flavor. Uh, it's very good. I'm just happy there's no mixture of blood involved with that. So that's good. No, 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 no. No, no. no it is uh, it is delicious. And I think it's going to pair wonderfully with this beer. Oh, hey. yes. Oh, totally. I'll it's talk, a perfect I'll, stout I'll beer. I'll talk about the beer because at least I knew, yeah. I'm having that. Uh, the Pancake Bay combines five kinds of malts with flaked oats to create a full-bodied stout, which then is added with milk sugar to sweeten it. Then, mm, as, that the, sounds good. Mm-hmm, as the beer cools... The beer is steeped with local roasted ground coffee and topped off with maple syrup. So you may want to enjoy this beer for breakfast. Wow. No. A, a breakfast beer. If what? you're if you're listening to the podcast the morning it comes out, maybe you have this beer for breakfast with the podcast. Yeah, put on a little Gore Bamford. Yeah, right. <laughs> Producer Rory knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's, he's nodding it. his head. Yeah. Uh, all right. So on Untapped for this beer, there are 90 check-ins with a 3.72 overall rating and 53 check-ins from the can uh, with a 3.71 rating. So basically right on with the overall. Three five out of fives. Now, oh. I, I, I like the little uh, line graph on uh, Untapped. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like Brett's line graph. Uh, you know, a, a regular bell curve with a, you know, jump, if you will, at the fives. <laughs> yes. I think I was yeah. very, a much more generous giver of fives when I was a uh, rookie user of Untapped. If you actually go back and look mm. at all the fives. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I oh. mean, <laughs> when I could just do my recent trip of Nashville, uh, I did. there was a couple of fives thrown in there. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. But yep. uh, that's just me. I would say if you go back, Early in the untapped days, a lot more fives. I gave Belgian Moon a five for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because yeah, I mean it starts looking like a uh, Olympic aerials or something, right? Oh yeah, come yeah. down the mountain, then all of a sudden, oh yeah, right, popping yes. up, right back up. <laughs> yes. But um, without further ado, let's grab our glassware, which Chris will mention in a second, and our cannon. Let's open her up. Very nice. Very nice. Indeed. In- well, we are drinking this out of a stout glass today, um, so make sure to use your proper glassware. I will say, usually we drink our stouts on the podcast out of our Imperial Pints, uh, but this is the first stout we've had since uh, my birthday, which I did receive these stout glasses, oh, so I'm, I'm bringing them out. So Bring them out, bring them out. Lucky you guys. Very nice. Uh, maybe very not nice. Me, but yes. <laughs> yeah. that's true that's true Lots right, ahead so. on this. oh yeah. yeah tons of head on i got mine. uh about two two and a half fingers of it right now uh we got about three and a half to four over here <laughs> yeah. that is, that's the difference between a stout glass and a mug right there yes well, that is just, the difference just the way he poured it too i think yeah, but I think um so too. i mean we're talking color we're talking stouts it's uh pretty much the same thing for everything right Bingo. yep dark uh with a tan head um, looks like a stout. Oh, it looks like, like a stout. stout? Oh, does it? <laughs> does it smell like a stout, Brett? Uh, yes, yes, it definitely smells like a stout. What are you picking up there? Uh, there getting a lot more of the coffee. I'm not getting too much of the maple syrup. I feel as though that's going to be more in the taste, personally. But yeah. I definitely get the, the steepness of the coffee for sure. Yeah, that that's what I'm smelling. Also, um, I agree. I was kind of expecting a, a bit more uh, sweetness from the syrup on the nose, but I expect that we'll get that uh, when we taste it. Yes. I'm now, I just took three large inhales, um, and I'm getting a little bit more than maple syrup 
with with uh, every deeper smell that I that I've taken with this. Okay. So right. maybe if you just kind of really rip her back, uh, fill the yeah, there you go, fill the lungs, <laughs> fill the lungs up, nostrils, yeah, yeah, and see what you get out of that well, too. And um, this is difficult because, I mean, it's also allergy season. It seems like there's been yes. a lot of uh, oh, it's been se- seasonal allergies hence, have been really kicking up earlier on. Are two or three of you are there, and one of the rest is not. Yeah, yeah, All right. Um, but as judging by, you know, it looks like a stout, it smells like a stout. Should we taste it to see if it tastes like a stout? Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get in. I eat. All right, let's go. All right, you guys go ahead. I'm just gonna watch you take this. There's a big uh, head on Chris's, as we mentioned too. So again, depending mixing on that kind of uh, that mouth, right? Whatever you fill it up with, if it's gonna be just the That's beer a- itself, or you're gonna take on some of the uh, the the head with it, right? That's like a tale of two worlds for me. Beer. It's almost like it's trying to tell uh, two mm-hmm. two different stories here. In terms of the the front end and the back end, I'm getting the stories. the The front end is all that coffee. And the back end for me is that maple sweetness. Yeah, I, I agree. You definitely get kind of a distinct flavor difference between the beginning of your sips and the end of your sips. Mm-hmm. I would say that the the coffee is more prominent at the beginning than the maple syrup is at the end. Right, it, Correct, it, yeah. it, the coffee, and and that makes sense. Coffee's a, a stronger flavor, I think. Yep. So uh, that that's kind of what I'm getting from it. Tyler, yeah, I I see where you're coming with that, and I, I actually tend to agree with you, Brett. Um, wow. Yeah, the, having this beer that I'm going to kind of go into a little bit of a story, but I'll, I'll keep it relatively short. Is I used to work in a local diner in Stratford when I was growing up. <clears throat> This beer reminds me of that diner. And I think it's just like when you talk about like the, the aroma of the diner itself, um, very like you, you'd have, well, you know where I worked. It was yep. Madeline's Diner yep. in Stratford. And, and you'd have coffee on all throughout the morning service, you know, as you kind of get moving through uh, the church crowd on a Sunday. And a lot of like French toast and pancakes and maple syrup flying around. And yep. right. um, this really just kind of brings me back to that nostalgic kind of moment. And I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So what we're I saying am. is next Sunday, 9 a.m., Tyler's going to have those beer at Madeline's. <laughs> yeah. If they served it, I would <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but honestly, it's, it's like one of those things that like it is very – it's aromatic. It's, it's got a, a good presence about itself. I feel like it is uh, fairly balanced. It's, it's, maybe it's more of like a 60-40 kind of mm-hmm. uh, coffee to maple syrup bal- like, uh, ratio, I guess, is probably the best way of putting that. Yeah. But uh, that's where I'm at right now. And it, it drinks – Light, like it's not a like mouthfeel. It's not a, a thick stout. It's not uh, like a crude oil, right? It's, no. it's yeah. fairly light on the palate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty, it is sweet though. Thin, right? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. It definitely yeah. is sweet, and um, it's interesting because they do say they add milk sugar to sweeten it, and you don't really get that. No, or else I, I'm not really getting like that creaminess from you know lactose that you, yeah I do agree that, that you would usually get right. Because it's one of those things that you're almost thinking like of more of a milk stout when, right. when going through the description or thing, but that lactose is seemingly missing almost. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to implore you guys to take a sip and, and hold it in your mouth a little bit and just let it sit on your tongue because I, I just did this and yeah. I kind of got more of that milk ish flavor out of it, okay. and I don't know if if it's just the way that I let it sit. And again, it depends how you drink your and, beers. And how, how is the mixing with the popcorn? Will I go do that? Well, yeah, I haven't really had many 
kernels of the popcorn since uh, cracking this one, but it, they go hand in hand together. Well, I think I'll, you I'll just, get into that. Yeah, there you go. You get a little bit of the additional sugars from that, and uh, it, it pairs nicely. But I just, again, just holding that um, that mouth full of beer. Yep. I no, think you kind of get a little I, I bit see, of a different see, kind of edge to it. I see what you meant there for sure. You do get – it's still not as prevalent as what I would have hoped for it to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely there if you do simmer on a little bit more. I agree. Yeah. Very nice. Let's move on to the top five flavor profiles. Chris, do you want to give this? Yeah, totally. So the first one is coffee, which I definitely yeah, agree with. Yeah, for yeah sure. that's coming yeah. through the most. Um, number two is sweet. Yeah. Uh, yep. I would agree with that. Uh, number three is one we haven't mentioned is chocolate. And I, I'm not really getting chocolate out of this one, no, personally. No, me neither. Yeah, I think that might be more... Of that vanilla-ish, so it's not really like a chocolate coming across for me, but again, not not a three for sure. Well, number four you just mentioned is vanilla. Um, again, I'm not really getting that personally. Yeah, I think that's, again, just kind of holding in my mouth a little bit longer. I'm getting more of that kind of lactose milk kind of feel, but I wouldn't probably put that at a three or four. It'd be more of my five yep. or even six. Yep. Because remember, we're not tied to just five. Right. It's true. And the final one that is listed is bitter. So I kind of get some bitterness from it. Nothing overpowering, but I think that's also coming from the coffee, right? Like I think bitter would be like my 12th rating. There you go. Like, I just don't think it makes any, the top five for me. Well, Rory, Rory suggesting, suggesting, I don't know if this is actually a a profile, but uh, syrup. Yeah, I don't think it is, but yeah, no. He, he's well, crazy. Rory, Rory typed it. If it's good enough for Rory, it's good enough for Rory. I mean, yeah. he, he's the boss, right? So Apparently. I don't know why, but he is. Wow. Uh, <laughs> speaking of other people's thoughts who think they could be bosses, untap people. All right. <laughs> so, well, I got a mouthful of popcorn, so let's have a fun with this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, you want to go ahead with the first one? Uh, I will. In terms of the actual uh, review of the said beer? Just sure. So we got time to. No, no, you're good. I'm gonna do it mouthful. You guys can enjoy this one. All right. The rating is or the review is from Christopher R. The handle is Clarenin. Yeah. C L E R N Y N. On June fourth, said the following: Really well balanced for a stout, not too thick or thin, not too heavily flavored in any particular direction. Three point two five out of five. So, I mean, maybe the score doesn't really, or the, the bottle cap rating doesn't really reflect almost what was written, because I would feel like that'd be a little bit higher up, right? Yeah. Yeah, but kind of getting to what you were saying about not really a thick stout, and again, I don't think it's thin either. It has no. enough mm-hmm. body, right? But mm-hmm. I also get, like, the not too heavily flavored in any particular direction. Like, it's not coffee, for, like, you know what I mean? Like It's, it's balanced. It's balanced. It's at 60-40 yeah. almost, yeah, which yeah, I exactly. think is a pretty balanced beer, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. as well. Definitely. Oh, good. So this the, is going to be a good one for you, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the second one comes from James A. Uh, handle is Peckerwood. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just let that marinate. Uh, on June 2nd, stated, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> no, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, James stated, This ain't half bad. A tad sweet, not very roasty, though, but very balanced. Better than a sour. Interesting. As a shot, guess un- he, unnecessary. Guess he yeah. doesn't like his sour. Shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't have the Lee River then. Yeah, uh, stay away from that. <laughs> James gave it a three point seven five out of five. Um, so in terms of our ratings, 
I'll get us started. So out of five bottle caps, uh, I'm going to give this, I'm going to agree with James on one thing, and that's his rating. I'm going to give it a 3.75 out of five. Uh, I'm also going to agree with both uh, Peckerwood and Chris uh, and give it a 3.75. Wow, boys, making this easy. Tyler? Rory's going to have a time and a half with it. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it a 3.75 as well. And producer wow. Rory is going to give it a 4.5. Wow. Him coming in there. Wow. That's quite impressive. Yes. He's, um, he's loving the coffee, and, and he likes how it pairs with the uh, with the popcorn. He's a big fan of that. Yeah. I mean, and it was kind of nice, the order that we did in. I, I thank you, actually, for Chris, for suggesting doing the pretzels and then doing the popcorn. And the, I think the pairing was great. Brett, you would have enjoyed it. I probably would have, yes. And with that being said, uh, I think that it kind of mellowed itself out. It was, it was great. Yeah. Well, thank you for, I, I appreciate being appreciated. Nice. Uh, so that's going to give us an overall team score for untapped of 3.9375, which again, we're going to round up to four. I was going to say, wasn't that almost spot on? I'm for pretty sure it was. Actually, yeah. It was pretty sure. <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> close, yeah. So that recludes review of something in the water and the beers that they provided for today's episode. Both of them very, very good. Absolutely. So coming up, facts that correlate beer and water. All right. So when completing some research for this episode, this quote stuck in the back of my mind, and it made me kind of think about sharing some fun (laughs) beer and water facts. Okay. So water is to beer as Kris Jenner is to the Kardashians. You know, she's there in the background behind the scenes, but under no circumstances can it be, can she be ignored? Wow. Profound. That's, that's stuck in your head, eh? Yeah. Makes sense, right? I mean, popcorn. I, I mean, you do <laughs> love your reality TV, so that makes sense. I do, yes. I'm missing like 90 Day Fiance for this. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's either that or a baseball game, so. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, Get another so. show. Let's go. <laughs> You're right. So uh, we're going to do some fun facts that correlate both beer and water. So fact number one, obviously, this might be uh, pretty easy, but water makes up 90% of beer. So utilizing the natural water contains a range of minerals and compounds that can create different pH levels mm. with chemicals like magnesium, minerals. sodium, chloride, other material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can change the taste, color, which will allow the brewer to take the beer from a good beer to a great beer. Nice. Now, fact number two. Just is before you get there, that almost sounds like yep. lesson one. Mm-hmm. You right? Oh, it almost does. Prude home, you'll you'll get there. Yeah, exactly. but that's key information. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost like we're giving it giving some lessons away. Just saying. Uh, fact number two: beer quality can be based on the location of the brewery. So breweries usually procure their water supply for the municipal corporation water distribution system, uh, which when they treat it using different methods. Uh, interestingly, the quality of the beer you drink is directly proportional to the quality of water used in brewing that beer. So, for example, I was really hoping nobody had a, a beer from, like, Newstead back in 2000 when Walkerton was going through the whole water situation, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, with, with that being said is, I think this is a, a very valuable uh, kind of point, right? Because um, working in municipal government, uh, yep. you do have some municipalities that use fluoride and some that don't use fluoride, and that could throw it all off. And I think this is a, a good point to make is depending on where you're located, how you get your water, what your water source looks like, what the treatment plant does to said water um, can really affect the 
the quality of the beer. Yep. Yeah. Chris? Well, I've got a couple facts for you as well. No way. Yeah. Almost like we were all supposed to come with a couple of facts. I know. It's crazy, right? Uh, So did you know that one liter of beer takes about 240 liters of water to produce? So that's a lot. That's not a great ratio. Um, so no. you may may be thinking, how is that possible? So basically, that includes all the water that's needed for beer production, uh, but also the the water that's needed to uh, to irrigate and grow the grains and the hops that are used in the beer. Now, obviously, some of that water comes from natural rainwater, but still, that that's a lot of water. Absolutely. Just think if you got like a pitcher of beer, that's like five or like four hundred and eighty liters. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Brett did math. <laughs> In record time. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, Pleasant Czech Republic. So, the, uh, we, we mentioned them already uh, in, in the Pilsner section. Uh, the birthplace of the Pilsner is known for its mineral-free water, uh, which allowed brewers to make the clear golden lager that is the Pilsner. So, uh, without that mineral-free water, they may not have been able to make a crystal clear uh, Pilsner. They might have been dumping that on the streets again, too. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, right? Brett, go ahead. Am I supposed to do producer Rory? You got Rory, yeah. Uh, I guess. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do his second oh. one. You can do no, it. No, 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 this is, no. This, no, no, this no, no, is no, Brett's, no. This is Brett's time. Shine, baby. Right. Shine. Right. So, Rory's chiming in with this. So, knowing your starting pH of your water is important if you practice all grain brewing. So, your mash pH should be between 5.2 and 5.6. Yes, that's just a little acidic. Yeah. So a mash pH around 5.2 would help convert starches to sugars. So improving That's mash efficiency. Helpful, yeah. Improves yeast health. We like that. Yeah. Yes. Fighting the bacteria growth during fermentation. Mm-hmm. Better hop extraction. Okay. Better flocculation of proteins during the cold break and after fermentation is complete. Okay. Reducing the chill haze in the finished beer. You're doing really well. And if the mash pH is too high, you can extract tannins and bad flavors from your mash. Too low, and you have a tart beer. Interesting. Like what kind of tart? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like a raisin tart? What are we going uh, butter tart from Madeline. Okay. All, all this conversation of pH uh, makes me think of uh, taking care of my pool. Oh, my. Wow. <laughs> How's that here? Subtle coming? flex. Subtle <laughs> flex. I got All a pool right. too. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I got a bathtub. Uh, hit us with producer Rory's number two there, Brett. Uh, so, number two, sulfate and chloride are the two biggest measurements when building your water pro- profile. Yeah. Chris, good, good to know here. Yes. So, you might have heard the phrase chlor- chloride to sulfate ratio. Mm. This is the amount of chloride versus sulfate in your water. So, I don't know why Rory went into all this detail (laughs) simplification of this is the more chloride the more malt flavors shine enhances the fullness and malt sweetness so a thicker mouthfeel the more sulfate the more hop bitterness shines so that produces a drier and crispier beer so a thinner mouthfeel so i think maybe getting out of that is like if you were brewing a stout you might want more of the chloride but if you're brewing like an ipa you might want more sulfite in it that's good. That's my big listening. takeaway from Rory. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, job. Rory. Now, here's job, more Rory. popcorn. You can sit back and enjoy. Yes. Tyler. <laughs> All right. So 
Here we go a little bit of ratios again. If you drink 200 milliliters of beer, you would think that maybe you would urinate 200 milliliters of water. Or pee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure, if you want to really <laughs> simplify it, yeah. <laughs> you actually pee <laughs> 320 milliliters of water, and that's why it's considered a diuretic, so, which is about 120 milliliters if you want to do the math for dehydration. So that's why we always say, you know, mix in a glass of water every now and then. So if you're sitting on a patio, you're also sweating, so make sure you maybe have two glasses for every pint. I see your head nodding up and down. Brett, what do you want to say? That's, I'm just saying that's why breaking the seal sucks. Yeah, you're really you're really losing a little bit of fluids. Yeah. Right? I've got my water bottle with me right now, so yeah, that's true. Filled it up. You from always his, do from you his always, pool, you probably. Have, <laughs> you always have that water bottle. You always have that water bottle just there to yes, suck you, on. Yes, you you guys know it. Yeah, yeah. What's Stay the hydrated. Yeah, there you go. All right, so on my number two one here, I went a little bit creative with this one because I knew I was doing a history lesson earlier on, so I wanted to carry that theme through uh, to the uh, thematic conversation. So. We often think of tidal waves being that of water, but did you know that in 1814, there was a terrible disaster called the London Beer Flood when barrels of porter flooded the neighborhood of St. Giles or Giles Rookery. The bizarre industrial accident happened when a 22-foot tall wooden vat of fermenting porter burst, and the pressure destroyed another vessel, (laughs) which released around 128,000 to 323,000 imperial gallons of beer. Wow. Unfortunately, this disaster ended up killing eight people. No, I don't want to make light of that eight uh, people you know what? died. There's, there, before you continue, I thought about it, <laughs> and there is like a ruling comedy that if the people have been dead for many years, it's okay. So in 1814, they died. You're, you're, this is, you're, you're yeah, clear to go, okay. clear to so, dig, clear well, to dig. I guess, did they die from alcohol poisoning of drinking <laughs> all the porter off the street? You know what? Uh, the records weren't that great. They were a little watered down. <laughs> but you, you had either alcohol poisoning. You could have had um, the, the pressure alone. You could have had drownings. Um, yep. And I kind of flipped back to uh, beer fest, right? Uh, yep. And uh, yep. falling into the, the vat of beer there. But I thought it was interesting. I thought it was somewhat uh, water-related. It definitely uh, does give another impression to drowning in beer. Right? <laughs> that, that is for sure. That's, I don't know if that's from consumption of beer in the mouth or, again, from just the utterness of not being able to swim in a porter. Yeah. It's a little darker versus the clear water. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that only eight people died. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully Chris, your, uh, your pool is clear and not... Like looking like a porter right now. Yeah, I hope not. There you go. All right, Brett, you uh, you content with that? Yeah, I, I'm content with all the facts you guys provided. That was lovely. Excellent. So we'll be right back yes. as we wrap it up. All right, and that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite body of water. Ooh. So from all of us and producer Rory, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. <laughs>